guys, Jen here, and welcome back to another episode of the Day to Night podcast. I, I'm kind of excited right now because I, um, I'm trying a different setup with my mic right now. I have, um, I don't have like a standing mic because those are expensive. Um, so I actually have a clip-on mic, but um, <clears throat> recently I've noticed that because uh, I move around when I talk, I move quite a bit. So uh, there's like interference from like, you know, clothes and stuff, and you know all that kind of. Eh. So I have clipped my mic to my stand, my, like my desk light thing, and I'm using that. So I'm kind of excited because hopefully now I won't ever have to worry about any interference whatsoever at all. So that's kind of exciting. Um, hopefully the sounds just you know okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm kind of yeah I'm kind of excited about that. Um, <clears throat> also, how are you doing today? Uh, I was actually, I wasn't having a great day, like, the first half of the day, like, my morning and, like, early afternoon wasn't that great, uh, but now I've, uh, I've had a shower and I've got myself together and I'm feeling a lot better right now, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm doing, I guess I'm doing okay, I'm doing mediocre, um, like, I, I just wasn't feeling that great this morning because, uh, I went hiking on Sunday because I was like, oh, my ankle feels good, um, for anyone who doesn't know, I sprained my ankle last June, and I sprained it pretty badly, and it still hasn't fully healed. I mean, it's healed, but it's healed kind of strange, um, so it still hurts a bit. <clears throat> but yesterday, uh, not yesterday, Sunday, uh, Sunday, I thought it was uh, it was good enough for me to go do some, you know, activity. Uh, so I went hiking with my dad, and um, yeah, I guess it was just a little too much too early. Um, so yesterday. <clears throat> I went to the clinic to get some physio, and I think I may have overdone my physio as well a little bit. Uh, so now, I mean, yesterday it hurt quite a bit, and this morning, it just, I, I guess the pain just kind of carried over, and the mood just carried over as well, and I wasn't feeling too great. So that's that. Um, <clears throat> but I'm feeling a lot better, so hopefully today you're feeling okay as well, or you're doing good. Um, the weather here, the weather, I mean, yesterday, like, over the weekends and yesterday, the, the weather was great, and then today, ugh, I mean, it could do better. It could do better, definitely. It's not, like, terrible, uh, but it could definitely do better. Um, okay, so that's about it um, for our little update session. Um, so today I was actually going to talk about uh, my standpoint on getting a cure for my RP. Um... But then yesterday I came across this video. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Mark Rober, a very big YouTuber, has recently uh, revealed through a video, I think it was about 10 minutes or something, that uh, his son is autistic. And um, a lot of autistic YouTubers, creators, uh, they're coming out and, you know, reviewing it and reacting to it, you know, things like that. Um, and... I guess the main controversy around that video was the organization that he, uh, so Mark Rober and Jimmy Kimmel are deciding to like fundraise uh, for, which I think the name of the organization was something like uh, Next for Autism or something. I think it was something like that. Um, but basically that um, apparently <clears throat> is an organization uh, that is related to the organization Autism Speaks, which is just infamous <laughs> within the uh autistic community um this one youtuber she compared autism speaks to gay conversion clinics um basically they're uh i 
I'm not autistic, so I I don't really fully understand. But just hearing the comparison of Autism Speaks as being like gay conversion therapy clinic thing, you know, I, I feel like that kind of speaks for itself on how bad it is. Um, basically, they're trying to find a cure for autism and autistic people. Uh, you know, that implies that somehow being autistic is wrong, is bad, and you know that's not exactly the the case. Um, Anyway, so I guess that's like the main controversy around Mark Rober. Um, this one YouTuber actually I came across yesterday, she, I, th- I think her screen name is like Princess Aspian or something, but I think her name is like Chloe, if I remember correctly. Um, she, I came across one of her videos and she was talking, you know, she was reacting to Mark Rober's video and it's a good video, it's a good video, but there was one uh, point in there that caught my attention and I was like, ooh, okay, uh, I, I kind of want to talk about this. And um, it's just a short, teeny-weeny little bit about it. It's not that big of a uh, portion of it. Um, But she mentioned uh, person first and identity first. And basically uh, what that is within the disabled community is that uh, you identify yourself um, as either you are a person with a disability or you are a disabled person. So person first means that um, it's the person with a disability thing. Um, and then disabled first, uh, so identity first means uh, that you identify as a disabled person, right? Hopefully that makes sense. And um, this was actually a point that came up in another autistic person's video. I think it, uh, I think her name is like pa- I don't I don't know how to pronounce her her last name, but I think it's pronounced something like Paige Layla or something. It's spelled L A Y L E. Um, and she made a video. I came across her video uh, when she was criticizing Sia's movie right um and uh there was this one small bit that kind of rubbed me the wrong way in her video like her video about cs issue like the movie was was it's a good it's a good video so if you want to learn more about it then you know by all means go ahead and check it out but this one bit that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and you know is the reason why i don't really want to watch any of her videos is because um, she also mentioned person first and identity first, um, but she kind of implied that uh, all people, all disabled people should be identity first rather than person first, and that if you need to feel like you uh, that you are a person first person, um, then it's kind of sad that uh, you, need to, uh, you need to remind yourself that you're a person or something along those lines. That's, that's what I got. I could be wrong, but that's what I got. <clears throat> from her video and it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way but at first I thought it was just it's just probably her opinion like whatever um and I just kind of went over it like it's not it's not a big deal but then this uh, other person yesterday Princess Aspian she also um mentioned it and she went into a little bit more detail about it and she kind of gave her reasoning behind it and everything um but again she was also uh, an identity first person and so I thought I could talk about that and a couple other labels um, that I identify with um, within like the disabled community and uh, like other labels within the disabled community as well. And I mean, this could become a a long episode or I might have to break it up into two. I don't know, but we'll see how it goes. Um, So the first point being, oh, oh, before I actually go into it, I just want to make sure that I really emphasize that what I'm going to say in this episode just they're just purely my opinion and they're not facts they're just my opinion my thoughts my perspective on me <laughs> they're they're mine right <laughs> it's like it's like the the gulls from finding nemo they're they're mine right <laughs> okay i just want to make that really clear 
Um, so going to the first whole person first, identity first thing. Personally, I don't mind either. I don't mind either uh, identity first or person first. Um, I know some people are definitely one or the other, but personally, I'm fine with either. Um, but but I definitely do lean towards person first, per- person first more than I do uh, with identity first. Um, so the reason why I don't really, I mean, I, I, I prefer person first more is that with identity first, um, like I'm okay with it, but because, you know, uh, being disabled is a part of who I am. It's a big part of who I am. So it's definitely a huge chunk of my identity, right? So that's why I don't really care. Um, but for me, per- what person first implies to me is that my disability is simply a part of me. Whereas uh, the term disabled person kind of implies that my disability, me being disabled, is one, like it's the biggest or it's one of the biggest parts of my identity, right? <clears throat> And, um, like, again, like, I don't really care. Like, it's not a big deal for me because it is. Like, my disability is a big part of who I am. But I also want, like, I also want to reinforce to other people, to other able-bodied people, that I am not just a person who has a disability, but I'm a multifaceted person and my disability is simply just one part of who I am, right? And that's the kind of like implication that I want to give to other people um so that's why I personally prefer person first more than I do identity first but again I don't mind either right that's kind of my standing on it now like I said with Paige she kind of like she didn't go into that much detail about it because it wasn't um like it wasn't the main point of her video which I understand but the implication that I got from what she said was that if you need to remind yourself that you are simply a person, then that's kind of sad. There's something wrong with you. It, and it was kind of shady in a sense. And um, Princess Aspian, <clears throat> she went into a bit more detail and her reasoning. And I get where she's coming from, right? Because she explained herself. And basically she said that um, person first implies that your disability or your condition, your disease, whatever it may be, is something that... It, like it can be taken away from you, right? So some of, um, like an example she gave was a person with cancer, right? Now, of course, people who actually have had cancer, like cancer survivors, maybe they will argue differently. Um, but, you know, like it makes sense. Like I get where she's coming from, that uh, the word with kind of implies that whatever comes after the word with can be somehow like taken away or removed or something like that, right? I get, I get it. Um, however, identity first, you know, it's, it's you, it's your identity. And, um, like she, I think she's Australian. Well, she said she was Australian. So some of the examples she kind of gave for that was, uh, you don't say that you are someone with Australianism or you're not someone with whiteness, right? Um, which, you know, it makes sense. I get where she's coming from again. Like I really do. But, um, I guess what she took from the word with disability is just different from what I take from the words with disability. Right. So that's kind of my standpoint on it. Um, but yeah, I just, it was interesting because I thought it was just Paige, right? I just thought it was her thing. But then I saw this other person who, uh, also identified with identity first. So I just thought it was interesting and, you know, um, something worth talking about. Uh, but I do think that uh, with Paige's video, it could have been a bit problematic. 
um, because actually no, in both of their videos, they in something they said something along the lines of um, if your person first like that's on you or like something like that, right? Um, and I think that kind of wording, I, I don't think that they had any malintent or anything, but I think that kind of wording could be problematic because um, they were both, you know, autistic people. And um, that's something that you're, you're born with, right? Uh, you may not know from day one, but that's something that you're born with. However, there are also a lot of people who aren't born into a disabled, like a disabled mindset, community, body, whatever, right? Um, you know, some for some people, it's, it's uh, like, it could be genetic, like RP, but it could be like a later onset. So you find out that you are, you know, you're slowly becoming disabled, right? And for some, for some people, it could be, um, it could be like a trauma, like a traumatic accident or something, right? Um, and by saying like, it's on you, that you're not identity first, it, I feel like if, if if this person is processing the fact that they are now disabled and they have a disability and saying that you don't really see yourself as being a disabled person and saying like that's somehow wrong and like giving the implications that it's it's wrong, I think that could potentially be problematic um, because with those people, they, they need to process the fact that they are now disabled or have a disability, whatever you want to say. Um, you know, everyone processes it differently. And, you know, if they were identity first, right, then maybe that's fine, right? Um, but if they're person first, and that's how they're working their way through this, and then they hear, oh, it's on you, like, it's not good. Um, there's something wrong with you, right? Um, and you infer that from their words, then, you know, it could it could be problematic. I do think that uh, that is one thing I do want to just say. Um, again, my opinions, Moving on. <laughs> um, so the second thing I wanted to mention was the fact that there are people who find the word disabled or disability like a dirty word, like a very taboo kind of word. And it's not. It's not. Um, and like they've come up with all these other terms like uh, special needs or differently abled or handicapped. And they think they're somehow better. Like they've made it more PG by using these other words. And that's not the case. Um, like, we're disabled, you know? Like, it's 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 who we are. It's a, There's nothing wrong with being disabled. And for me, like, by saying, oh, that person has special needs, that person is different, they're specially able, like, they're differently abled, um, they're handicapped, and trying to make it sound less bad makes it worse. <laughs> because it, it kind of implies that being disabled somehow makes you more like inferior and it somehow makes you less than other people and obviously that's not the case right so just just use the word disabled um just please use the word disabled it's not a bad word um we will not take offense by it we'll probably take more offense with the word special needs differently abled and handicapped more than we will with um disabled like come on <laughs> um so to go into my reasoning as to why I don't really like these other three terms is with special needs, it kind of implies that I'm, you know, it, different, right? Like special is literally another word for different, like the nice little way of saying different, right? And 
you know, like, sure, there are different elements about me, sure, sure, um, but I don't want to be reminded that I am different from others, like, that's not something that you want to be reminded of every single time, um, like, in your daily life, like, that's not something that you want, especially if, if, um, that thing that makes you different is, you know, it's somehow seen as a bad thing, right, um, if that thing that makes you different is seen as a good thing, then sure, remind me all the time. But if it's something that society sees as a bad thing, I don't think I necessarily want to be reminded every single time or day or, you know, multiple times a day that I am different, but in a bad way, in a negative way. I don't think I'd want to be reminded of that. Like, no. So special needs, yeah, no, I mean, it also implies that, like, you get, uh, like, you need something different. And yes, to some extent, yes, but also to a larger extent, no. Um, like, I went to a normal school, right? Um, I did a lot of normal things. And I, that doesn't mean that, like, I'm, like, special needs or anything, right? So, I don't really like the word special needs anymore. Um, I used to not think much about it, but, you know, nowadays, like, uh, yeah, it just kind of leaves a weird taste in my mouth. And then the words, like, differently abled, I mean, oh, God, I'm not differently abled. I have all the abilities, like, the basic human abilities that you have. Uh, it's just that one is slightly less, not slightly, significantly um, well-functioning as the others, right? But I'm not differently able. I don't have some kind of special ability, right? I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. I just don't. Um, so I'm not differently abled. I am disabled, right? And um, handicapped. See, I didn't really quite understand the whole, like, history behind the word handicap or handicapped. Um, but once I actually found out, like, oof, it was kind of strange. But before I did know the, the history behind the word, like, I feel like the word handicap... It, it implies that, again, like, it kind of implies, to me at least, it implied that I am lacking something, and it somehow makes me less capable. Um, it makes me less of a, like, a capable human being, right? And that's not the case. Like, I am, you know, like, sure, there are things that I will never be able to do, um, but to, to put, like, a slightly, like, pitying, like, a uh, sympathy kind of twist to it. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't like that either. So just just use the word disabled disability. Like, it's fine. It's not a bad word. It's not a taboo word. Like, teach your kids that saying the word disabled and disability is fine. It's perfectly fine. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, right? It's better than anything else. Um, so don't try to like baby us. We're fine. We know we're disabled. Just just say disabled. Number three, um, this is actually something that I never really thought about uh, until I I heard this podcast by uh, it was it was uh, Jamila Jamel's uh, I Weigh podcast, and she had one of the guests was um, Jillian Mercado. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and uh, she was implying, like, she was saying that um, she doesn't use the word able-bodied. She says disabled and non-disabled. 
And I found that quite interesting because by saying non-disabled, it doesn't, you know, it, it implies that like being disabled is somehow the norm, right? Um, however, I, I say able-bodied, um, but I mean, non-disabled actually sounds, it sounds nice. I'm not gonna lie. It sounds nice. But again, like I don't really have a preference around that. I don't really care if I say non-disabled or able-bodied, but I definitely do say sighted, um, sighties and visually impaired. Like I definitely do say that because, you know, to me, that's, that's just straightforward. Like I can't see, I know that. And people who can see, they're sighted. So they're sighties, <laughs> you know, like it makes sense. Um, whereas the non-disabled one and able-bodied, like I definitely say able-bodied a lot more than I do say non-disabled. Um, but I don't quite know where I stand on that. But, you know, it was just an interesting point, so I thought I'd chuck it in there as well. Uh, so the first, not the first, Jesus, the fourth thing, um, I'm really speeding through these because I want to finish all of these as quickly as possible and just have it all in one episode. But, um, the fourth one is, um, disease versus condition. So I have a condition. I say condition. Um, but I do know that there are a lot of people who say disease, especially um, within like the RP community, I definitely know that there are a lot of people who say disease over condition. And some people seem to flip-flop and um, others say condition more than they do say disease. But for me, I personally say disease, uh, condition, sorry, condition, I say condition. Um, and uh, I never really thought of my RP as being a disease. And the reason behind that is because to me, the word disease implies that somehow my life is threatened. Uh, so that somehow uh, this thing that I have, this disease, is going to kill me. Or it puts my life at severe risk. Things like that. Uh, like, directly. Um, whereas condition, it implies that there's something there, but it's not life-threatening. It's, it's more like, you know, a thing that I have. Um... So for me, I never really like to say the word disease because I don't because I don't see RP as being life threatening. Not like directly. Sure, I might like fall off a cliff because I didn't see. <laughs> um, and sure, I might walk into the road and not see a car coming. It's actually happened <laughs> quite recently. Um, but my eyes, my RP, is not going to attack my body, right? Um, and that's kind of what I get from the word disease, that this thing with it, like, it's a pathogen, basically. Um, it's somehow, it's a virus kind of thing, situation, right? Um, if that makes sense. So for me, the word disease, it, it doesn't, it, it feels kind of wrong for me, in my case. Uh, on a scientific, like, medical term, maybe disease is the right word for it. Uh, but personally... No, I, I very much prefer condition over disease. Um, and I think I think uh, it kind of relates to the whole like STI, STD thing. Um, if I remember correctly, and if I understood this correctly, um, I believe they used to call it, like the official term for it was STD. Um, but because it's 
again, it's a disease, and not all STDs are like life threatening. Not all of them like kill you, right?、Um, and they wanted to kind of like officials wanted to kind of turn the narrative slightly and make it、uh, slightly less scary.、Um, so they changed it to. STI infections instead of diseases,、um, so I guess in a sense it kind of relates to that.、Um, if that makes it any easier to understand, <laughs>、um, so yeah, those are the labels that I personally prefer. So I, I'm definitely person first,、um, but again, I don't really care. <laughs>、um, it's fine as long as the context that、uh, identity first. Terminology is being used is like the right context and it's not like ableist or anything. It's fine.、Um, I don't care. But if I had to choose, definitely person first.、Um, I prefer the words disabled instead of handicapped, differently able, special needs.、Uh, I I actually used to use special needs ironically with a friend, but、uh, yeah, no, on serious terms, no. I I'm disabled.、Um, and then. I definitely say able-bodied more than I do say non-disabled, but this is something that I'm thinking about and kind of, you know, testing the water, seeing how I feel about it. But I definitely say able-bodied more than I do say non-disabled. And for my specific community, it's sighties, sighties.、Um, and then finally, the fourth one is I say condition over disease. Yes, these <laughs> are、um, these are. These are、uh, Labels that I choose for myself. These are things that I've chosen for myself.、Uh, I definitely see them more as labels. I don't think there is an objectively right or wrong way to see things.、Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe the disabled, handicapped, differently able, special needs thing could possibly be an objective thing.、Um, but other than that, I don't think any of these are necessarily like a right or wrong way to see. Disability—it's—it's, you know, it's everyone's choice, right?、Um, and I'm not here to say that like one is better than the other or one is right, one is wrong, things like that. Like again, these are just my opinions, and they will stay my opinions, and、um, they're just—they're just subjective things, right?、Um, but they are definitely something that I think we could talk about more within society. And understand everyone else's like labels and what they prefer, because I guess in a sense it's kind of like when you ask someone what pronouns they go by. Um, because you know maybe maybe you come across someone and you're trying to be nice and you say disabled, right? And you say, oh, you're a disabled person. But let's say they're someone who does not like the word disabled. They don't like using the word disabled or disability or in any form associated with them, right? And maybe they say, actually, I'd prefer it if you said、uh, differently abled. I like that term. You know, let's say,、um, and they're very different from me, right? Let's say that they prefer differently abled over disabled.、Um, then you know, it might it might go against your own ideas of what a disabled person should think, right? Because I've here I am telling you、uh, what I think as a disabled person. Um, but I think you know it's definitely necessary to respect them and their choices because it's it's a personal choice. It's their opinion. It's their choice. It's it's purely personal,、um, and 
it's not like you're gonna tell someone who identifies as they them that like oh no you you look like a girl therefore you are a she her you're not gonna do that right you're just gonna be like okay you're a they them I'll respect that um it's kind of like that if that makes any sense uh hopefully it does I'm trying to like use like metaphors that are a bit more not necessarily relevant but more like salient within our society um to, to help you kind of understand where I'm coming from here. Okay, so I sped through that. So I think I have some time to also um, go into the whole topic about where I stand with a cure. Okay, so this, this may be a bit controversial and this may be a bit of a head scratcher for a lot of able-bodied people, um, or sighties at least. Um, I, oh, one thing before I actually go on, I definitely say sighties more than I do say able-bodied because able-bodied, I feel like kind of implies that you are fully able-bodied. However, when I just say sighties, that implies that you can just see, but you may not necessarily be able-bodied. You may still be disabled, but you can still see. Um, so I definitely, uh, I do think, <laughs> I won't say definitely, but I do think I say sighties more um, than I do say able-bodied. Okay, that's it. I'm leaving it. Okay. I'm going to talk about my standpoint on being cured. Um, so, basically, uh, I don't think I can have... Uh, yeah, I won't go into that. Um, I, was, I was thinking about whether I should explain medical model or the social model of disability, but no, that's. I think that'll just take too much time. Um, <clears throat> but basically, um, I don't know where I stand on being cured I don't know where I stand on it like I'm on the fence definitely um and for a lot of people that might be like wait why um and if you had asked me if I wanted to be cured like just five years ago I would have said absolutely yes um actually maybe even like three years ago I might have been like yeah I do uh, I want to get a cure but nowadays and I want to say like maybe two years ago, like starting from like two years ago, I started to be a bit more like, maybe I don't. And now I'm definitely like on the fence and I really don't know where I stand on getting a cure. Because there are some days where I'm like, oh my god, I just want to be able to see where is my cure. <laughs> um, and other days I'm just like, I don't need a cure, I'm fine. Um, so I'm definitely on the fence about where I stand on with a cure. Um, and... I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, don't you want to be able to see, right? Um, but to me, what that implies is that you're you're kind of basing the sighted world as the norm, right? And yeah, sure, sure, it could be the norm, right? But for me, it's not the norm. Um, because my norm, like my normal is your abnormal and your normal is my abnormal, um, because I've never been sighted, right? I was born with RP. Uh, my symptoms showed really early on. I think I was diagnosed when I was like four or five or something. Um, I've always had symptoms. I don't remember being able to see at night. I don't remember being able to see out of my left eye. I don't remember, you know, having peripheral vision. I don't remember any of that. I, I just don't have that kind of experience, right? So for me... The world I see has been the world that I've grown up seeing, 
it's the world that I know and it's the only world, the only version of the world that I know. And when I was younger, I definitely wanted to see because I wanted to fit in because, you know, being different as a kid is always hard, <laughs> right? Um, and I always wanted to see when I was younger. I wanted to be the same as everyone else. I wanted to go out at night and be able to see. I wanted to do all these things. But I couldn't. So I really wanted a cure. I was desperate. Um, but then I, I really thought about it. And I was thinking, I don't know what the quote-unquote real world looks like. I don't know. <laughs> um, I genuinely don't know. I have no idea. I have no conceptual of what a sighted person can see absolutely none I guess and it blows my mind when people tell me oh yeah I can see that or no actually no I can't see that right as a sighted person because I'm guessing here I'm just hearing what sighted people tell me and guessing what their vision is like how much peripheral vision they have what you know like what night vision looks like <laughs> and things like that I have no idea none um, and the thought of being able to see all of that is kind of scary for me. Um, yeah, it's, it's scary because it's a whole new, different world. It's so new and so weird. Like, imagine this, right? I'm, I'm going to assume that you're a sighted person, right? Imagine one day you go to an like some doctor or operating room or whatever you go somewhere and the next day you wake up and you can barely see out of one of your eyes you can only see what's in front of you and you can't see at night imagine that just overnight i'm assuming that that's how cures work <laughs> overnight or like over three months or something that happens to you right that's terrifying is it not to lose a huge part of who you are. That's terrifying, no? I'm assuming you're saying yes. Um, but that's basically what it is for me. Like, for you, you as a sighted person, it's like, why don't you want to be able to see what I can see? But you're forgetting that I grew up the way that I see right now. And for me to be able to see like a sighted person is like a sighted person to see like me. It's a whole new world. It's very different and it's terrifying. <laughs> so that's kind of why I don't really know where I stand on with being cured. Not that there is a cure for RP <laughs> right now. There isn't. Um, because it's so rare and because it's so complicated. There's so many like genetic factors that uh, can cause RP. Um, there's so many like different variants of RP as well. Um, so I think... I think the statistics, I don't know if it's just like mm, the United States or if it's like the whole world, but I think it's like one out of 4,000 uh, people have RP. So um, if I do the maths, let me just do the maths here real quick with the calculator. So let's say seven, oh, I'm gonna actually have to turn my phone around. Okay, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> So 7 billion, let's say. Actually, apparently there's like 7.53 billion, but I don't know how to do that. So we're just going to go with 7 billion. Um, that's 7 million, 70, 700, 7 billion. Okay, 7 billion. <laughs> and then let's divide that by 4,000. I believe that's the right math. <laughs> I'm not a very 
math savvy person. Okay, so that gives 1,750,000 people. I don't know how uh, cures or like testing works, but I don't know if that's enough. And that's just like in the whole entire world, right? Um, roughly speaking, about 2 million people. And is that enough? I don't know. But like to find a cure that's going to work for 2 million people and be like, this might not, this has to be individualized. I mean, that's pretty hard, <laughs> right? Um, so there is no cure as of now. Um, and I don't think there will be until I die. Um, but yeah, I honestly, like, I don't, I don't even know if I want to go for like clinical trials. Um, because you know, it might work. And I was, I actually came across this one person who was saying that, uh, she was starting to regain some of her vision and she didn't like it because she had come to terms and she had fully accepted and embraced the fact that she was legally blind. Um, and she didn't want her vision back. And she was sighted, right? She was sighted. Um, and to even hear that a, a formerly sighted person doesn't want their sight back, oof, that, <laughs> that, that hit me kind of strange. Um, because I just kind of assumed that if you're sighted, like you're born sighted, you're going to do everything you can to get your sight back. That's, that's maybe, maybe that's the wrong thing that I should be thinking about, but that's kind of where my head went. Um, because I feel like if you were sighted and then you lost your vision, I feel like you'd definitely be a bit more motivated to get your sight back. That's where I'm at. <laughs> that's what I, what I think. Um, but for me, like, I don't know where I stand on it. I really don't. Like, my parents definitely want me to, you know, be more proactive in finding a cure. And I used to be. I definitely used to be. I would do, like, a lot of research into it and stuff. But nowadays, I don't because I don't know where I stand. Um, I don't know if I can handle being able to see. Again, <laughs> um, I don't. It's scary. Like, again, like, the main thing here is that it's terrifying um, just to think of being able to do something or just experiencing a world that I have never, ever, 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 ever experienced before in my life. Like, that's scary. Um, and to have to live with that, I don't know, that's kind of scary. <laughs> um... And also, just the idea of people being like, you need to be cured, you have to be cured, there will be a cure, like, you should be more interested in finding a cure. I think that that kind of messaging could also be problematic because, you know, it's saying that your life right now as a visually impaired person with low vision is somehow not good enough. And you know, that's, that's not true. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just not true. Um, so this like constant pressure to be like, you need a cure, you need a cure, you need a cure. Not only is it kind of depressing, <laughs> um, but I just think it's also pretty problematic and it's just not the healthiest approach to this. And, um, 
Okay, I guess, I guess I might have to go into a little detail about the medical model. Basically, the medical model of disability implies that um, there's something wrong with you medically, right? You're not whole. You're somehow medically, like, you know, in a medical sense, there's something wrong with you. You're not uh, healthy, so to speak. Um, and so you need to be cured. That's the medical model. And I think a lot of people just go to that because that's kind of what, you know, like there's something wrong with you with, you know, whatever function your body can't do. Um, you go to a doctor and your doctor tells you, oh, it's this, this, this. And these are some of the treatments or there's no treatment whatsoever, blah, blah, blah. And that's just like, and obviously a doctor is a person of authority here and you're just going to believe them and trust them. And so naturally you kind of fall into this medical model, right? And, um, I mean, I'm not blaming the doctors. It's literally their job, right? Um, <clears throat> but again, like, I feel like it could be problematic to always be like, if I'm not cured, there's something wrong. Um, and I don't know, maybe if, if a cure becomes an, like right now it's not even an option, but maybe if it becomes an option, I might feel differently about it. I don't know. But right now, I'm definitely on the fence. I don't know how to think about it. Um, and I hope this makes sense to people. Um, hopefully. I don't know if it does, but hopefully it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very much on the fence with a cure. Definitely. Um, so yeah. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who... And I think this is definitely a bit more with people with late onset of RP... Uh, who are, you know, constantly being like, is there a cure, clinical trials, gene therapy, um, what helps, blah, blah, blah. And uh, for me, I feel very uncomfortable whenever I see those things. Um, maybe it's because I haven't really fully gone through the whole, like, my own RP thing. Uh, maybe, I, you know, those are things that I have to work on. But it definitely makes me feel a bit more uncomfortable because it's it's triggering this thing that I that I grew up with, like I need to be cured. There's something wrong with me, etc. 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 Um so I definitely steer clear of those and they they kind of put me in a down kind of a mood. Um Wow, okay, so I I went through all of that a lot quicker than I thought I would. Um but yeah, that's basically all I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed that or found it interesting or, I don't know, thought points. <laughs> um, food. What's it? What's it called? Oh, Jesus. Brain food or like food for thought, right? <laughs> um, my English is dying. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely dying. Uh, living in a country that is definitely not like where English isn't the dominant language. Yeah, it kind of gets to you after a while. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I was thinking that maybe you could also share this with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, your hamster, your rabbit, anyone. <laughs> um, because I think it's definitely important to let them know that uh, there are labels around disability and that there are choices um, and that it's important that you respect that and to understand a little bit of where they're coming from and that it's okay to ask them questions as to why they think a certain way. Um, 
So if you can, or if you want to, please share this episode. Um, make them think, you know, start a conversation. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I've got for this week's episode. If you enjoyed that, I would really, really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic. Also, you can follow or subscribe depending on where you're getting uh, this wherever you're getting your podcasts. <laughs> My brain just died for a second there. Um, yeah, that way you won't miss any episode uh, uploads. And follow the Twitter. Um, I have a Twitter um, where I post um, like updates of when I post a new episode, right? Yes. Um, so you can stay up to date with that. Um, also, you can follow my Instagram where I just, you know, post daily life stuff um it's a fun time i think um and yeah that's about it uh i hope you stay happy and healthy and safe and don't forget to smile today because smiling is important and i will come talk to you next week bye